welcome to this third, fourth episode of You Meet in a Tavern Noir. Thanks for coming to the stream tonight. As always, this stream and podcast uses trademarks and copyrights owned by Chaosium Inc. slash Moon Design Publications, LLC, which are used under Chaosium Inc.'s fan material policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This stream and podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically improved by Chaosium Inc. For more information about Chaosium Inc.'s products, please visit www.chaosium.com. Welcome. Um... A mic sounds nice. Check. I guess one. We're, mic sounds nice. We're, ro- we're rolling with it. We're getting nice with it. We're ready to stream. We're ready to play some Call of Cthulhu. Um, we need any, a, anything we need, we need to cover before we start? Recap. Uh, Let's oh, roll right it up. Before, I guess just so you know, uh, listeners, that we, um, or I guess watchers of the stream, we uh, don't chat, don't connect with the chat during. The stream, because we are recording this for a podcast episode, obviously. So we will we interact with the chat before and after. You might see me laugh or someone laugh at stuff that you type. But other than that, well, we're going to be immersed in the game. So that's Hannah it. Hannah told me that uh, I didn't notice at the time, but apparently I said something about sea lions in the last episode. And we got some sea lion facts in the chat. Shout out to shout out to whoever did that. <laughs> was Hannah watching it? Respect. That's, yeah, Hannah, Hannah awesome. watches and listens to all our shit. Nice. Um, shout out shout out to a fellow sea lion respecter. So does my mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> None of my family listens to any of this. Stuff. Does she does she still? She asks about it. I don't think she listens anymore. But nice. I think I think maybe we curse too much. <laughs> uh yeah. that's a hundred percent Joe. This season has been tense. <laughs> this has been dropping F bombs every episode. That's just how I talk. I, there's one person it's never been, and that's Kirk Dubé. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the it's the salt and pepper of uh, having a conversation. <laughs> you say yeah for hello, if Joe's it wasn't mom. so just, ingrained in right. me as a human being, I'd probably <laughs> be able to change. But it's I, I don't know how else to operate. All right, go ahead. We got an episode. <laughs> yes, an episode. All right, recap. Who's doing it? The roll, Joe. No, I did it last time. Not I it. No, I know, but I rolled. That, I rolled you. No, I rolled you, rolled. you on the. Are D6. you serious? Yep, Jesus. I did. All right. Do you just have a dice with six Joes on it? Which is a six-sided <laughs> dice. All right. So last time on You Mean the Tavern presents Noir, we were fucking around in the woods. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We met the sheriff of Blackwater Creek and um, his posse, and. Uh, Slicer thought they were ruffians, but it turns out it was the sheriff. <laughs> and basically, we kind of almost got into a scuffle, but uh, Slicer smooth talked out of it um, with sort of help from Yep Flannery, who did most of the work. And um, we went along our merry way towards the farm, which was called the Jarvie, Jarvie. Farm. The Jarvie Farm. And it was getting late, and all of a sudden we get on this. Uh, we were driving down the road. We took the car, and there's a big old tree in the way, so we had to take the rest by foot. So we started walking through the woods towards the direction of the farm. When um, basically the woods came alive with these weird saplings, and we noticed that they were like goop from the trees coming down, black tar kind of dripping from the branches. Uh, there was a, like some kind of weird tentacle root that came and swooped down and grabbed my leg 
Uh, Yaps blasted the uh, the saplings away with his shotgun, and we made a run for it uh, towards the farm where we basically ran into this nice gentleman who was uh, doing something. He was cleaning up. He was it's burning. He was burning uh, livestock. That's yep. what he was doing. He was burning nasty livestock, and uh, that's where we ended. Yep. Malcolm was his name. Malcolm Jarvie and his wife. I don't know if you know her name yet. It's Edith. We do know yeah. Edith. Okay. It's um, spoiler alert. Edith. Spoiler alert. Her name is Edith, which you will learn in T-minus several seconds. Uh, Not if we don't ask. That's true. That's true. If you don't introduce yourselves, <laughs> your characters don't know, so keep that in mind. Um, all right. Well, so... Um, yeah, the last thing basically that happened is he was you guys had sort of blurted out what happened in the woods and Malcolm was like, you guys are crazy, yada, yada, yada. And Edith had said, like, eh, come on, you know, you know, they might be telling the truth. Um, and I believe you guys were about to go into the house. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That okay. is correct. And Malcolm was murmuring signs and wonders. Signs, signs and wonders. Have you guys ever heard that wonders. before? That's like a no, southern. No. That's like a southern Christian thing. Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a clue or something. No, right, me too. No, signs I've and wonders. People say it. Look it up. Um, all right, so you're heading in, um, and I mentioned that this is this is an active farm, despite the fact that the bonfire was going. Definitely has a significant number of animals on the pile. You know, fucked up pigs. Uh, you can see like a cow's leg sticking out of the very bottom of the pile that's on fire over there. Um, but you do look around and see some other live animals. There's chickens running around, um, in the distance, kind of towards the back of the farm. You can see that there is a big pig, like a big boar type pig, just kind of wandering around. Um, and then the uh, Jarvis also have a farmhand um, or something like that that you guys see walking around. An older guy, pretty hunched over, um, who is spitting what looks like tobacco onto the ground and just kind of wandering around uh, the back part of the farm. Just to give you a little scoop on what you see as you walk up to the farmhouse and go inside. Uh, once you get inside... Um, you see that Mrs. Jarvie has some stew on a classic cast iron pot in a wood stove, a big sort of almost witch's cauldron looking type thing full of uh, some kind of beef or pork stew uh, that she's cooking up, which smells pretty nice. Um, and she's got some cornbread going as well on their stove. Um, some classic farm fare. Uh, definitely you guys showed up for a, a late dinner once Malcolm finished with his grisly task out in the front yard. So uh, she welcomes you in and motions you to a little wooden table. The whole shack is pretty small. Um, it's just like um, it's basically two rooms and there's a divider. It's not even a wall between the kitchen slash living space and where you can kind of see their bed poking out from behind like a wooden uh just just like a 
sheet of wood that is almost like a uh, what would you call that in a the city like a sectional or a, yeah a partition half wall whatever um, so it's basically it's basically just one big room there's a name for it if you're renting an apartment and it's like a one bedroom but it's got a fake wall in the middle of it I forget what it is uh, but that's basically what the farmhouse is like partition so, I think, yeah I think it's called is, sadness um, yeah it's called sadness um, so uh, there is there is a, a rickety table in the middle of the uh, way with a, a few chairs and a stool next to it um, which clearly they keep up uh, in case they have guests because it looks like it's just the two of them and the guy you saw outside. So she motions you to sit down as well. Good evening, boys. What can we help you with? Uh. She kind of she sighs like this in the f- uh, this is a fucked up thing to happen, but this is not the first fucked up thing that's happened lately to her. She's <laughs> she's a little beleaguered. Believe that's a fun word. What does that mean? First and foremost, Yaps will not be having any of the stew with any meat in it. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, I I feel like they're I, I, you know I just gut gut tells me I think Yaps would would think that they're pretty uh, trustworthy and at least grounded enough to understand that you know we're not speaking completely out of turn when we say what we just saw. Um. So Yaps, again, under the guise of picking up a body at the uh, uh, Carmody Carmody Boys Farm, right? That's the name. Is that the first name I've mm-hmm. gotten right in three seasons? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carmichael. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 Car- the Carmody Farm. So Yaps kind of you know spins the yarn of, hey, we're going to pick up this body from the Carmody Farm. We didn't want to go there uh, at night. Um, so our plan was to just kind of you know sit tight. Um and the stuff in the woods kind of happened and forced our hand. Give me a, give me a. You can you can make it whatever kind of. Uh, well, you yeah, you tell me what kind of check you want to make on telling your little. Uh, I, I would like to do body body pickup story, but uh, give me a give me a <laughs> check on that. I'm gonna go with uh, fast talk. Okay. Um, I don't actually have stat box for them, so I what if I tie something up? If I tie my so, I have I have to beat a ninety, and I rolled a ninety. Does that mean I fail? <laughs> that's no. That's a that's a success. That's a regular wow. success. A bare success. All right. So, so I'm gonna roll for them. I'm gonna say they're rolling against a fifty each. So that is a failure and a uh, hard success. So. Um, Malcolm kind of takes that in stride. Edith is like, boys, the Carmody's are our next door neighbors. Ain't nobody died. We would have heard about it. <laughs> now, I, I'm welcoming you into our house. I know the Carmody's get into all sorts of business. I'm not making any judgments about it, but I do wish you wouldn't come into my house and lie to me. Yaps just tells the truth. Just flat out says exactly <laughs> what's going on. Like they're like, and it's it's more it's less out of like a strategic choice, more out of like I don't want to be forced out of this home right now with what's going on uh, in the surrounding areas to the farm. So that's the that's what Yaps Yaps is like. Okay, yep, you're right. They're selling this crazy <laughs> goop, you know, goop infested. Uh, I guess I can say it anyways. <clears throat> 
well, uh, you know, they're, they're selling this like this goop infested this the rye whiskey, and it's taking over, and it's really cutting into our business. We have three different kinds; they're all really good. None of them will like ruin your life. They're not <laughs> spliced with tar or whatever these kids are doing. Anyways, we're trying to get to the bottom of it. We thought we would be, uh, you know, it'd be kind of like a quick little show up, knock on your door, hey, what's going on, and then kind of ransack their business a little bit. Uh, but this place is chaos. Maybe, you know, one, one of the circles of hell. I don't know what's going on here. This nightmares. <laughs> the trees are alive, turning to slugs. We're here with you. You're burning livestock. Everything has too many of everything. And, uh, you know what? It's fucked up from top to bottom. <laughs> she says, uh, yeah, well, I, 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 get, I, get, I, get, I guess that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> thank you. Thank you guess, for your, uh, thank you for your candor. Um, well, I I certainly can't encourage y'all to get into a dust-up with the Carmody Boys. They are very dangerous, uh, as I'm sure I'm not the first person to tell you. Um, but uh, I guess it, it, it makes sense um, that they'd be selling that stuff. And we've been having, well, y'all aren't the first people to come through town. But most of the people who come through town, well... They're not quite normal. They're always... Just like us, we're super normal. Yeah, well, <laughs> your friend and his friend, he says, uh, notioning to Cuddy and his rattlesnake. <laughs> um, I wouldn't quite call them normal looking. However, uh, you do seem to be in possession of your wits, which... Uh, people coming up through here or not. Um, and I think it's the, I think it's the water in this area. And I'll tell you what, I think it all started with that professor, but that's a conversation for another time. No, it's let a conversation for now. Let me get you, let me get y'all some stew. I'm good. And oh, she starts, oh, uh, Thanks. she starts ladling stew into bowls <laughs> and putting them on the, Appreciate them on the table in front of you with this. some, uh, <laughs> Appreciate your kindness. Oh, hell yeah. I'm starving. Slicer just scoops up a bowl and starts digging in. All right. What about Cuddy? Uh, that, that's that's mighty nice of you, but uh, I accidentally ingested some of that um, <laughs> black goop out in the forest, and my stomach is not feeling uh, so great right now. I'm going to pass for now. <laughs> she looks over to Yaps, and she says, well, I guess you city folks, some kind of vegetarians. Listen, okay, lady, let's square this off right now. Nobody, nobody likes a cut of beef like Yaps Flannery. But let me tell you a little something. I just watched you burn cows out front, and uh, there's probably a reason for that. And I don't well, know we could, if the we quality could, we, control well, check is making it in this kitchen. I'm just saying. Well, we cut off the good parts before we burn them. <laughs> Gorgeous. Yeah, it's a slicer like has just meat dripping from his mouth, and he just kind of looks over and... Just very slowly pushes the bowl away from him. He's like, hey, you got a point. <laughs> yeah, you got a point. Why don't, why don't you go ahead and give me a constitution check? <laughs> Yay. Why are you all eating everything, dude? That's going to be a hard one. Okay, I got to roll a 40. A 76. That will not That is a hunt. normal pass. Uh, okay, so eh, like Cuddy last week, you feel great, actually. It's it's uh it's a really it's a really really tasty stew, and you feel like a million bucks. Mm. Yeah, slowly, pretty good. Yap slowly gets up from the table and goes into uh 
like kind of strong arms if it's if it's in his grasp the the medicine bag from uh slicer and gets uh probably what is only the other uh <laughs> sniffing salt and and tries to get yeah. uh, they only come in packs of two slicer sorted out um and remind me did you did you take any damage last week uh me yeah um i am at no i'm at full health okay you're still at full health I took some sanity but, damage. Uh, but you, feel a, you, you do not heal your sanity. Um, okay. But uh, well, we'll say, you know, you're a you're a middle-aged gentleman, as are we all. So you've probably got some achy body parts or what have you. They all just sort of feel pretty great after you eat that stew. Even just a few bites. Hmm. Um, Wait, should, should, I, should I do like um? do I need to do like a psychology or, or check or something to see if I can identify that that's what's happening to Slicer right now? I know I just kind of jumped the gun on trying to rectify dep- a situation. It depends on, it, I mean, I guess I'll say, um, I mean, Slice, Joe, you can, you can role play it however you want. You're not like, uh, so euphoric that you're going to be acting crazy necessarily yeah no i think slicer would definitely be like like where he was disgusted and kind of was pushing away the stew all of a sudden he kind of like moves it around his mouth he's like oh wait a second that shit's pretty good and i start to like reach out for the bowl again strangely as if like uh i didn't really i didn't want it at all and now all of a sudden i really want more so maybe the first uh, movement that Yaps will try and make is keep from another uh, keep another spoonful from going into uh, Slicer's mouth. Okay, I'll let you guys uh, decide that. <laughs> if you want to make it into a full on little tug of war, you can roll a like uh, contested brawl check against each other. It's up to you guys. However, you want to play that out. Um, I just it's going to be like an immediate, maybe not very tactful, more. Uh, rude and brute just reach out to like snatch slicers like wrist to keep the spoon from going to his mouth and like grabbing at the bowl too to just kind of like keep both from going into his face okay so joe you can let that happen if you want or you guys can do a a brawl versus uh dodge if you try to scoop it into your mouth anyway i'm gonna do a dodge at disadvantage because I wasn't expecting this, and I'm more focused just on the stew than defending <laughs> okay. myself. Sure, sure. So so disadvantage, recall, is you're going to re-roll your tens place and use the lower one. Or the higher one, excuse me. Okay. The, the worse one. Uh, 62 and 52, I guess. So 62. Is that a success? Yeah, I, I, got, I just got a regular success. I failed big time. Okay. Yeah. So so he he get he gets it. He gets it away from you. <laughs> nice. Hey, what's the big idea, Yaps? Slicer, I'm gonna need you. Hit those sli- sniffing salts real quick, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Edith, I'd uh wait, do we even know it's Edith? You look like an Edith. Edith, I am <laughs> Edith, I appreciate you letting us in our home. We, like- we've seen a lot of messed up stuff, <laughs> which is really impacting our our digestive capabilities right now. Um we appreciate you for letting us in your home. We're not trying to be disrespectful, but we ain't going to be eating any more of that shit. Well, well, I understand. I mean, we got to live, so uh, we we just keep on eating and drinking. Uh, but I can't understand that things are a bit squirrely around here lately. Y'all want a glass Edith, of water or anything? Nope. 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 Um, <laughs> Edith. 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 Edith, on our way up here, um, we passed some kids playing with 
mother, but there were no adults around. Um, do you know what mother is or who mother is, or were they just seeing shit? They seemed to be thinking it was coming from the water, Edith. If that uh, is your real name. Everybody give me a spot hidden check. Spot hidden check. Here we go. Oh, a seven. Extreme success. Failure. Um, I have a regular pass. Regular pass for me. Okay, so you know, everybody notices that that question makes everyone a little uncomfortable. Um, not mad, but they're like, uh, um, <laughs> and uh, what you notice, Kirk is and it kind of snaps into your head that you've seen this before when you walked up is that they're kind of but particularly at right after that question was asked they're kind of scratching a lot uh scratching their necks scratching their arms and when you guys start asking about mother they get almost more of a nervous tick where they're kind of scratching and scratching and with an extreme success, what Dr. Slicer sees is that beneath their clothes, um, or well, in, in the vicinity of where they're scratching, you can see that they're kind of, they kind of got their collars pulled up, their sleeves pulled down and what have you, covering up some uh, pustules, which have a light blue bioluminescent tint. Oh, to shit, them. I've seen this before. Um, and they say, well, mother is all around us. Um, she come, she come to town about six months ago with that professor. I'll tell you what, wish we hadn't let him stay here. Just her glasses in the manner of me adjusting my glasses. <laughs> and, uh... She just started to show up. We started to notice things were a bit strange in the water. If you uh, are familiar with the area, we dammed up the, um, the creek, Blackwater Creek. This town is called Blackwater Creek. <laughs> Getting this straight in my head. <laughs> we heard. So it's uh, so it's all dried up. It's not going out to the Miskatonic, the South, Miskatonic South. Obviously, the Miskatonic North is in New England, uh, where H.P. Lovecraft is from. Uh, Miskatonic South Branch uh, is the main artery south of town. Um, the creeks stand up, so it doesn't go down there. So we just got kind of stagnant water. Um, and it does reach down into the aquifer. Uh, down into everybody's wells, and uh, we just started noticing these little blue thingies. Uh, I don't know what you call them, and no matter what you do with the water, boil it, strain it, uh, whatever, uh, mix it with whiskey, can't get rid of them. Um, and once we started drinking it, you know, it felt great. Uh... Uh, we figured it was something that was good for us. Maybe, uh, I don't know what. But then, well, you can see everything started to go wrong. And uh, it's just getting worse. It's spreading through the whole countryside. Uh, Edith, if you don't mind me asking, how long have you and Malcolm uh, been living living in this area? My whole life. Uh, this was my father's house and when he passed. Malcolm inherited it from him. We've been living here just about my whole life, but it's just me and Malcolm now. 
and uh, our our farmhand, old Pete. About and about how old are you? That's all? a personal question, Cody. <laughs> Uh, I'm 60 years old. Now, that's some serious stuff. Uh, contaminated water. Do you think, um, you think maybe, I don't know, you shouldn't fucking drink this shit? <laughs> says what the guy, hold on, says the guy that's literally ate and drank everything since this campaign started. <laughs> I did not drink anything. Cuddy drank the goop. Okay, my Plus, fault. Did, did you uh, He's you like, gave it a lick, I think, didn't you, in the beginning? You just passed the con check. I gave a little bit of taste to the whiskey. Yeah. You just you oh, passed yeah. it. You passed the gun. Do any yeah. of this stuff? <laughs> uh, well, uh, water is necessary to the maintenance of human life. <laughs> uh, Doc, <laughs> we gotta. <laughs> I, I don't know what y'all uh, want us to there. do. <laughs> Edith, Edith, about how far is the Carmody Farm from here? Well, you just go a few hundred yards, uh, just. Due west of here, you can see you can actually see the edge of our property from the front porch. Um, they got a cornfield right there. That's the beginning of the Carmody line. We're right next door to their plot, so we can make it there on foot fairly easily if we chose. If you wanted, for some reason, to be on the Carmody farm, you could be there in five minutes. Uh, I, I will tell you once again, I do not suggest that you try that. Let me ask you a little something, Edith, if that is your real name. Um, My I, name is Edith. Ah, see, I was right. <laughs> I knew you looked like an Edith. I knew you looked like an Edith. Edith, why do you keep saying we shouldn't be out over there? I mean, obviously we know they're bad guys. You know, they're doing illegal stuff. We're kind of, we're kind of bad guys. We kind of do illegal stuff. We don't poison people with our illegal stuff, so I guess that's what separates us. But why is everybody so worried about their farm? Well, the Carmody's are dangerous on a good day. Before any of this business with the professor happened, uh, the Carmody's were already folks you didn't want to tangle with. Now, the thing is, well, I don't know. I'm no scientist, but the Carmody's, you know, because of their illicit activities... Uh, you know they grow a lot of food crops over there, and they eat them too. They grow they grow their corn. They use it for their mash. Um, we're just we're just a, a livestock farm, and so I think the the blight, as it were, took some time to get up into our animals, into well, our bodies, and she kind of scratches our neck. But the Carmodies. They've been at this for a long time, eating that corn. It ain't normal corn anymore, and I tell you what, Brendan in particular, I don't know what to say about Brendan. So, so Edith, um, so they've been eating this for six months, because that's about when you say this started, right? It's been, been about six months. Yes. And ha- how many uh, Carmody's are there normally at the farm? At a given time. Well, it varies. You know, some people go off to meet mother. Um, You never know when somebody might wander off. Now, as I said before, if someone died, we would hear about it. She gives Yaps a a look. (laughs) So, uh, you know, uh, if you looked over there any given given day, I'd say five, six, seven of the boys going to be around on any given day. Or not? What? Okay. 
Okay. Can we backtrack just a second, Edith? Um, the professor. Now, now we are obviously here to uh, to put away this comedy nonsense and this whiskey. And you know they're taking over. Um, so you can you sell think- your own whiskey. No, yeah. well, yes, no, listen not, here. The we're good here. mutation kind of whiskey, the good poison. Not the stuff that gives you those boils I see on your neck. Now, ma'am, this professor, do you think this started with the professor, or do you think, um, let me, let me say that one more time. Do you think this continues, and uh, the source of this is the professor, or do you think the comedies have a bigger part of this, uh, this whole thing, and... Just keep spreading and spreading. It's going further and further out. Who's the real culprit here? They... (laughs) Is that a train coming through the Blackwater (laughs) Street? Those are some weird cows. Technology in the 1920s. (laughs) There it is again. (laughs) Whose house is that? That's mine. I have my window open. It's super hot in here. Goddamn scared uh, the shit out of me for a second there. <laughs> I thought Tins like queued up a soundboard or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, like like part of yeah. the DM experience. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. They had trains. They had trains and easier to take it twice. Yeah. That's fine. Um anyway, back to my question. <laughs> Damn trains. Can I like, uh, let, let all, let all, all yaps right. piggyback on the question as well. Who the fuck is this professor? Why haven't we asked that yet? I just did, yaps. Kinda. <laughs> No, no, you asked who was to blame. I'm saying, well, who's this professor? A two-part question, Edith. There you go. Thanks. Well, so this... (laughs) (laughs) She she tips her her bonnet back at you. Um, So, this area, Blackwater Creek, many years ago, before any of us were here, was... uh, So what, 200 years? Well... Eighty year old. <laughs> Got him. Well, yeah, thereabouts. Um, the United <laughs> no, States. Are old? The, the United. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know if you got the joke. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I understand. That's that's. I know rude. it's less funny if you explain it, but I just wanted to make sure that didn't, you know, <laughs> go completely. The, uh, Good job, Yaps. The before before any any Europeans settled in this area, this was uh, a part of the Uchi Indian Territory. That's offensive. And they say that a Spanish gentleman by the name of Hernando de Soto traveled all through the south of of the of, of what's now the United States, uh, made various discoveries and interacted with the native folks. Well, the professor, Professor de Soto, Sebastian de Soto, said that he's a he's a descendant of Hernando and He's studying the colonial history of this area. Well, the thing is, there is a cave well north of here, north of the Carmody plot, where which we call De Soto's Rest, uh, from when he he was in this area and had a, a violent and brutal falling out with the Uchi Indians. Sebastian wanted to find the cave. Well, he went up there with his wife and three students from Miskatonic South, up Corbin Way. And, well, about a week later, uh, excuse me, he stayed here for a couple nights on the way up. Here is in Blackwater? Here is in the house? Here is in, we put them up in the barn for a night so they could rest before they sprung out. 
And uh, about a week later, the students came back, said a quick, how do you do, left town. We never saw him again. We never saw the professor, Sebastian, or his wife, Abigail, ever again. Now, about two weeks later, that's when Mother came around. Well, that there answers the question, doesn't it? Um, sort of. The, uh, the, the apsis part. As far as the uh, spreading of this here Mother, it's going in the whiskey, it's in the water. Are the Carmody brothers... Distributing outside of Blackwater far. I know we got some over in uh, Preston's. Yeah, sorry, was, uh, that's Stu. Thanks, Cuddy. But uh, how far is this going out? Do you think, Edith? If you even know, I'm sorry. You're an old lady. I don't know if you know all this information. I don't want to put too much pressure on you, but I tell you what, them boys have trucks coming in and out all the time, and I talked to some of the. Some of the younger Carmody boys, they've been up to Chicago. They've been talking about going down to New Orleans. Um, they go up Cincinnati way, Louisville way. That uh, skimp possum whiskey is nationwide. Fuck. That's bad. <laughs> that's, yeah, and that's, why, that's why I was telling y'all, you know, when you drink of Mother's Body... You start to hear her. You start to hear her in your dreams. Sometimes you can hear her during the day. Um, actually, uh, Joe and Brian, give me a sanity check as she's explaining this. <laughs> well, yeah, like, personally, me. Uh, sanity. Oh, my God, a 90. Okay. Get a, 20, a 22. Jesus, I, fail, I failed every sanity roll, I think. <laughs> okay, so Cuddy take one. And Slicer take uh, D4 sanity. <laughs> okay. At what point do I die? Zero. Oh, okay. Uh, three. Three sanity. I'm down to 55. Out of and there is, between scenarios, there's a mechanic for healing sanity. So this isn't your whole campaign's worth it. Like, I set up my character to be the super hard constitution... <laughs> very difficult to phase doctor who's seen a lot of shit and so far I've lost like five sanity yeah and the astronomically <laughs> stupid just, like, brute force situations. guy is just cruising right well, now well you guys haven't seen any dead bodies when I take you to the the dead body <laughs> shack you won't be freaked be out by I'll it be, at all yeah I'll be great at the dead body shack that's actually that's actually a real location in Elden Ring. The corpse strewn shack. It's just a shack full of dead bodies in Elden oh, Ring. Nice. <laughs> yeah, absurd. Uh, getting back on it. So, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you, I'm my sanity. <laughs> so, uh, and actually, Yaps, you hear this too because you heard it earlier. But you are not suffering from the uh, the effects of ingesting mother, so you don't take any sanity damage. The sanity damage is really kind of like. Uh, fear at the realization that something might be going on with your um, contact with this, whatever this is. Uh, but all three of you, as Edith is explaining this, you hear, you start to hear a kind of rippling heartbeat going through the whole land around you. 
which doesn't, uh, as I said with yaps earlier, uh, you don't really hear it in your ears like a sound. It's almost something that just sort of reverberates through your whole core, and you know that it's kind of vibrating throughout the entire area around you. And it goes about once every 20 seconds. Um, and you hear it while Edith's talking. And she says, well, and you start hearing her in your dreams. You start hearing her during the day. She's uh, she's almost calling to you. And, and as you... As you start to hear more and more, it's almost an irresistible uh, calling for you to go to her up north, uh, up north of town. Bump, and uh, some folks just can't can't overcome that. And we see people coming from all over, shambling, looking barely human. Bump, they pass right through our farm without stopping to say hello and. We never see him again. Edith, about how often uh, do people... You, you, you said they come through here all the time. So if we wait maybe uh, a day or so, we might see some other more of these uh, shamblers. You never you, you never know. You never know. Sometimes it's been more of them lately. Sometimes we'll go a whole week without seeing one. Sometimes we might see a couple in a day. You never know. Do we have any idea where this cave is? Is that... Have you heard anything about that, maybe? Location? Uh, well, I I know that uh, Sebastian was headed up into the hills north of the Carmody Farm. And he thought if he went up near where the Blackwater Creek flows out the mountains, he could find it there. We gotta get through this Carmody Farm one way or the other, right? To get to there? You could just leave. You could just go home. Well, Uh, that wouldn't make for much of a podcast, would it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you as Edith Jarvie that you could just go home. (laughs) Hey, Edith, let let me ask you a question here. If we want to stamp out the Carmody Boys, do we need to go up north, or can we just... Can we just take care of them as your next door neighbors? I'm not sure what you mean by stamp out, you, but you know, ex- um, Edith, Edith, you know exactly what I mean. Well, if I if we are trying to stop Skint Possum and the Carmody Boys, can we deal with them at next door, or do we need to go up north? What well, is your heart telling think- you as somebody that's part of the mother gang or whatever? <laughs> What does mother tell you? Step on the keyboard. Well, if all you want to do is get rid of Scamp Possum, uh, I guess you could just take care of the Carmody boys, but... (laughs) It's hilarious as the tail is just waving in front of your... (laughs) (laughs) You're a little bit distracting, buddy. Uh, uh, Squad huddle. She she looks over at Slicer and Cuddy and she says, but y'all been touched by mother and... You won't be the last. I don't think killing the Carmody's is going to do a thing about that. Squad huddle. Uh, one moment, Edith. And uh, Slicer kind of turns around and gives him a huddle. Yeah, Scotty, we, uh, we're in deep on this. And if if this is as serious as Edith is saying and, and what we have seen, and they're distributing all the way to Chicago, to Louisville, I mean, we might be the only sane people here that know about this. 
and there's some shit going down. And this seems like it's more than just the Carmody brothers. So I don't know about you. I'm curious and I want to see, uh, I'm going to see where this thing's coming from. And we got to hit it if we want to stop it, help the business, help the country. We got to hit it at the core. Boys. Boys. Let's clean our own house before we before we start trying to clean the nation here. Comedy boys are cutting into our pockets and they're keeping us down. That's why we're here. Can we please sort that out and then make the life, you know, the world-saving decision after? This is, uh... This is like some of the talkies I was in. This is ridiculous. <laughs> we ain't supposed to be heroes here. We're, well, we're, trying, to, we're trying to sell our illicit product. And these boys are cutting in. And I say we sort that out before we sort out uh, the bigger picture. I'm sorry you guys drank goop. <laughs> okay. Uh, we may have made a mistake. It's, it's fine. We'll be, we'll be fine. But I um, said we, go, we don't sleep here because obviously that's a crime scene. Sorry, Edith. Sorry she, about you. We're in a school. I say we just, it ain't going to get any better tomorrow. We get up. We go next door. Sort it out. Pack it up. Pack it in. And then make decision where we need to go to the creep cave or whatever. Pack it up. Pack it in. Creep cave? Pack it up. Or, pack it in. Or we kill everybody in town. There's only 13 witnesses. <laughs> Cuddy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just... just Flabbergasted. <laughs> that, that's like Cuddy, slicer checks Cuddy's snake to make sure he's not strangling Cuddy. Like a little, little too tight around the neck. All right, I wasn't, I wasn't serious, but clearly we got to do something about the carnies. If we can, if we can figure out this mother cave stuff while we're doing that, you know, we can just roll it all together. I think it starts. With going to the Carmody farm at night while there is. I agree. If they truly are deep, deep in this, as Edith has proposed, we might be able to hit two birds with one stone. We we could learn more about the uh, mother from the Carmody boys. Maybe we can even find a way to sabotage their operation, destroy their stills, destroy their grain, you know, um... Without, you know, maybe notifying them that we were there, and then we can maybe uh, investigate this mother and cave thing. As I like well. where your heads out. Stealth, dark of night. How you guys doing? I need some coffee. Hey, if you got any coffee, it's gonna be made with she the water that poisons you, dude. She, uh, like, yeah, <laughs> she, oh shit, you're right. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, 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 no. Gaps is like, like, she's like, yeah. are I you I sure? I've got coffee. I've got no, coffee. No, you know what? I'll just eat these. Coffee grounds, and he opens up, the, opens up the can and just starts scooping them into his mouth, <laughs> just chewing on beans. Any any water touches these? You think, Edith? No, okay. Well, so what do you guys do? Yaps is just again, just like what time? What time is it? It's got to be like what nine like, p.m. or something. Nine thirty, ten o'clock. Yeah. It's dark. It gets dark in the mountains, so it's real dark now. Now. Edith, Edith, where did you say that we could, uh, we could maybe sleep for tonight? Could we sleep out in the, the barn? No, we ain't, yeah. we ain't sleeping. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yaps is not doing that. Well, you say sleeping, right? When you say, Yaps is like, nah, nah, I ain't tired. I'm not tired. So I, I just ain't said, well, you're welcome. To, you're, you're welcome to stay in the barn. We got a hay barn out back. There's no, there's no animals in there. I know you city folks have a Mm-mm. fleet and constitution. Yeah. 
Uh, Edith, you, you told to us the person that slept animals. here like vanished and then and, mother uh, showed up. I ain't sleeping here. Okay, yeah. He didn't yeah, vanish because he slept here. Okay, do you know that? Well, no. One of us has bioluminescent <laughs> blue boils and the other one's me. So, Edith, <laughs> pump the brakes, chief. All right. Edith, Edith, you said the, the, the Talk farm, the farm is, is to the west? West. West, okay. Uh, I'm going to go on out to the uh, ball, you know, the barn and uh, take a little bit of nap. Um, you know, yaps, if you want to stay awake, that's fine. Uh, if you just wake me up in about three hours or so. You sure you, sure you don't want some of these? And he hands uh, Cuddy a handful of coffee beans. Uh, and and Cuddy, Cuddy takes them and puts them in his pocket and just like starts walking out. The door. <laughs> I feel like at this point, uh, Yaps is just like, I don't know why I'm in business with these people. <laughs> 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 like, how did this happen? <laughs> the Bible toting hyper murderer. And the doctor that doesn't understand how to repeatedly keep himself from getting poisoned. <laughs> Beautiful. He's constitution. <laughs> constitution, I, I baby. I have not murdered anybody. I have not murdered anybody. Just, just wanted to throw that out there. How are you in my head? <laughs> uh, yeah, Yaps again, not sleeping. He's fine with hanging out while you sleep and get your dreams eaten by demons or whatever's going on here. Um, Yaps is not interested in that. Yaps is interested in burning the farm next door, destroying a bunch of stuff, considering a job done, even though it might not be, and going home. That's that's where Yaps yeah, maybe, is. Maybe right we now. should consider not going and burning down the farm at I don't know nine thirty at night. Maybe we should consider doing that at like two a.m. I don't know. Maybe I'm just stupid, but well, that seems like a better idea than going while people might be awake. Yaps, he does have a point, and. A little bit of sleep won't hurt us. We could take shifts. I'm not sleeping. In an hour I'm each. telling you, I, I'm not sleeping. All right. You got watch then. Perfect. Let's go. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hang on one second. I'm trying to figure out how to do a group luck roll real quick. Okay. Or when the rocking chair starts attacking you all, you'll be happy that I'm <laughs> alive or whatever. Whatever the hell is about to happen. Hello, everybody. This is Joe, your slicer. Welcome on in to episode three of You Meet in the Tavern Presents Noir. I want to give a special shout out right here to our $10 or more patrons on patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern, our Cthulhu patrons, 8-Bit Wizard, Black Dragon, Brandon Salonelf, 0242, Jordan, Cheyenne Winchester, Chris Reyes, Chubbles, Chuck Lueck, Chunky But Funky Charles, Colin Kramer, Colton Strickland, Craig Spaulding, Cubicle Pirate, Daniel Johnson, Darth Nate, Don't Twitch Me Bro, Holly Roxana, It's The Real, Joey Balboa, John Dwyer, John Tugas, Caitlin Harvey, Kavika, Chris Nelson, Long Live Durf, Monkey Lovin' Gamer, Raver E. Alice, Ricky Kato, Kato, Rockin' Woodshop, Sam J.O. Melton, Spuds McGee, Strive for Honor, Super Average Jason, Team You Meet in the Tavern, The Stone Druid, The Brood Witch, Tony A. Cold 07, Ursula Bertea, Zach Gunther and Zenzeba, you all rock. Thank you to all our patrons, all our listeners. We hope you're really enjoying Noir. We know we are. Um, and we're excited to be recording the next episode tonight on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash YMIA Tavern. Give us a follow. Stay tuned. Every Thursday night we do something. 
every couple weeks we do noir. So come on by. We'd love to see you. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Peace out. So every, everybody give me a luck roll. This is going to be a group luck roll. Um, and I want, this is an either or question. Okay. You will succeed if you have two successes. I got a 27. I, so I assume that's a success. I got a five. It Mine's is. a success. Uh, I got a, I'm rolling my D4. I can't roll that. Wait, a D4? I a Did 55. I do it wrong? No, I accidentally rolled a D4. 55. Is that a success, show? I'm trying to find my luck. Where's my it's luck? It's at the top under hit points, magic points, luck, sanity. It's in that column. It's right under Pulp Cthulhu. Oh, 65. Sheet. Yeah, as a success. 55. So three successes? Yep. Okay. It's a, it's a full moon tonight. Uh, you notice as you walk <laughs> cool. out, it's a full moon. So you, <laughs> awesome. you can see is why I say that. That's why that's a success. Ah. Um, I thought it was like, okay. shit, there's werewolves. <laughs> right? Great. <laughs> right? <laughs> You can see. Okay. So so what so where's everybody going? Cuddy, you're going into the hay barn to yep. uh, take a nap. Take a, yeah, yep. Slicer's gonna join join him. Okay. And Yaps, Far you're, you're going where and doing what? I'm I'm gonna go with them. Um I am not falling asleep. A shotgun is in hand. I guess I ask Edith, um uh, and the husband whose name is escaping right now for maybe a lantern or two, something like that. Malcolm is is it on or you just want to have I, I, it I don't know if I mean can they provide me one if they do it'll be on if they can't then it won't you know what I mean she gives she gives you a lantern and it's got some some fuel in it probably if you were to hold it continually probably about an hour of fuel in it so you're not going to be able to keep it on if they're taking a three hour nap if that's the plan you're not going to be able to just sit there with the lantern on the whole time. And if you use it during the nap, it's it's not going to be it's not going to have any fuel in it later that night, which is fine. Uh, yeah. Either either uh, way. Is there space for me to build a fire in front of the barn house or whatever? Uh, is it is the pyre still? Yeah, but I don't want to go near the pyre. There's a burning dead animals. Shit. I don't want to breathe that in. <laughs> so so, so you want to you want to sit outside the barn and make a little fire on the ground? I do now. Yeah. I only have an hour's worth of <laughs> lantern light. Yeah, you can do that. Okay, that's what I do. <laughs> Dump the fuel into the fire, yeah. I go ahead and I use just like a piece of lumber to like literally like gate in the... No, that's a horrible idea. I don't do that. Um, I sit out, <laughs> I sit outside the front with the fire on like a stool or something. And um, we'll, we'll... I don't know. Uh, thematically, we'll say that Yaps kind of always has sunflower seeds as something to do. You know, just kind of like as a nervous nice. habit. And it's just chomping sunflower seeds uh, through the night. All right, give me. A, oh, okay. So you guys go to sleep. Yaps, give me a con check. Hard. Con check hard. Here we go. <laughs> Fun. Can okay. I do something as well? In a Need to beat a thirty-two well, before I go to sleep. Nine. Sure, we Nine. might have Let's to. Go. No, it's oh, right. so you no, never mind. Okay. Never yeah, mind. no, you can, you can, you can, you can. That um, so I was, nothing happens. I was gonna. Sure. That's what I like to hear. It's nice. Yep. So slicer, well, you can do whatever you goes want. goes to sleep, slicer. He's looking around the barn a little bit for a, a spot to lay, but also uh, looking around the barn to see if he sees anything the professor or Sebastian uh, may have left behind in the barn, just in case. Because he give did sleep a, there, correct? Give me a difficult, a hard spot hidden check. Okay. 
47. That, uh, that's not a pass. That's a normal pass, but close to a hard pass, but not a hard pass. You, you don't see anything. Shucks. All right. He finds a spot and goes to sleep. All right. So because you pass that con check, Yaps, you're able to stay awake and keep watch. Um, I was going to have you kind of drift off if you didn't. Um, and you sit out there for about uh, two hours. Animals are milling around the farmyard around you. Edith and Malcolm have gone to bed in the farmhouse. And you hear a distinct... Well, you hear two things. First, you hear a heartbeat go through the land. Like you've heard before. And that's something I'm just intuitively familiar with because I've heard it before, right? You're not hearing it constantly, but you it's the same thing that you've heard before. Gotcha. Um, it starts up and then it's it happens again like 10 seconds later. Uh, and then it happens again like 10 seconds later. And that is a faster tempo than you've ever heard it. Yaps uses the butt of the gun and just starts banging on the uh, the hay, hay barn door, whatever it is. And, oh, boys, time to move. And he, he's just banging on the door until it's... And he's, like, keeping eyesight. He's, like, refusing to turn around, you know, back to the the barn doors. But he's using the butt of the shotgun to, to bang on it and keep his eyes out in front because... So when you walk up to um, bang on the barn door, you do that, you hear a distinct um, and rather large in volume skittering sound inside the barn. Um, Okay, so lantern fires on just full blast to to provide as much light as possible. Um, While, While you're doing that, um, Slicer and Cuddy, give me a. What do I want to call this even? Give me a willpower check. Willpower. Hmm. That's pal. Yeah. On our stat block. 18. Hard pass. 27. Also a hard pass. Okay, you guys both wake up. Um, when. Yap starts banging on the door. I don't know if that's the right check for that, but I couldn't think of what it should be. Um, <laughs> and so, Yaps, are you going inside the barn? You said you're firing up the lantern. Well, I have. Have I heard them yet? So all I've heard is the skittering, right? Like I don't know that they're you, awake. You, you, yeah, you, you don't know they're awake. You hear a skittering inside the barn. Um, when you guys wake up, you also hear a skittering inside the barn. Okay, yeah, which is where you are. So um, I'm going to just going to take uh, the initiative here since you asked me first. I'm going to, uh, you know, the lantern. So the lantern is now on. Shotguns in my right hand, lanterns in my left. I yank the barn doors open and leave them open, and I am just, you know, you know, trying to, you know, kind of holding the lantern, you know, so the top part is through this hand, which is on the lead of the shotgun, so I can kind of see in front of me, and I am just howling uh, to for them to wake up for them to okay. wake up and I am just screaming at the top of my lungs. So you you throw the throw the barn doors open barn barn doors open, the moonlight cascades in, you've got the lantern, the lantern light goes in. And as you walk in, that beep boom 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 heartbeat stops for a second. And as you look in, you see, and because it's light in there now, 
Slicer and Cuddy, you also see about 50 rats on the barn floor. And they're not just skittering around. They are arrayed in a in an orderly semicircle around where Cuddy and Slicer are sleeping. And they're all looking at you. Um, can I use a uh, oh. quick draw? Everybody, everybody gives me a sanity check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake, I got an 85. Got a 37. 34. So I pass. <laughs> Slice is just... I passed Slice is just, He was not ready for this. He's ready for dead bodies, but I'm he's not ready for... insane by character development. Rats. Uh, so you're only going to take one. Okay, You're only going to take one. Uh, from the, the horror of seeing some sort of organized rat swarm <laughs> appear before you. Um, as you guys all react to that, uh, the rats shoot out. And Shoot out of the barn. several things happen. Shoot out of the barn. Orderly, single file out of the barn. So you're not able to get a shot off or anything. Um, <laughs> and then that heartbeat kicks back in. And it kicks back in fast. Like a real human heartbeat. And all three of you are hearing it. Boom, 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 boom. And then out in the farmyard... You hear the distinct shrieking squeal of a very large pig. What do you do? Um, okay, real quick. So, are the do the rat are the rats going towards where the pig squeal is? I'm assuming you can't really tell. They're leaving. I mean, it's a barn. It's rickety. There's holes and stuff in it. They just they leave the barn. You're in the barn, so you don't know where they're going outside. But they leave your immediate sight. They scatter at the light. Okay, so Yaps is uh, still with the... I'm assuming I still have some, some light in the lamp because it's only been on for a minute or whatever. Um, yeah, plenty. Yaps wheels around and starts kind of, uh, again, like heel-toeing towards where the... Now, nah, there's no point. Um, I start. So now I'm thinking like Edith and Malcolm. So I am running towards the noise. Is the noise separated from like where they, they sleep? Surely it is. It's so the so the so the barn. I guess. Do you guys have the map? Uh, we had it, it last time. I just. We. I need to I see it again. I can. I can pull it up on the uh, stream. Sure. So so the if you walk out of the doors of the shed that you're in, um, you'll see the cattle barn right in front of you, and then uh, kind of past the cattle barn, bearing left, is the farmhouse itself. So that's where you would assume they would be if they're asleep. Okay, and and we heard the noise in the cattle shed. And the noise is between you and the house outside. Okay, is this is it by the pig shed or is it more like in between the pig shed, the farmhouse, and the outhouse? Is it kind of like in that triangulation? It is. If you made a triangle of the pig shed, cattle shed, and farmhouse, it is in the middle of that triangle. Okay. Uh, Yaps is moving. Yaps is like, boys! And he's just, he, I mean, he's hes gone. Like, there is, he, he would rather instigate uh, than be instigated upon. So he is moving towards yeah. that noise. Okay. Yep. Uh, so you run out of the barn toward the house. And what you see when you get out there is that in the instant that all of that happened with the rats that you guys saw, uh, Malcolm and Edith have run out of the house as well. Malcolm has a torch in his hand, and you can see Edith near the house, and she's she's screaming for him to be careful. Malcolm, 
uh, is sort of facing off and squared up with old Brutus, the hog, who is the giant hog you saw earlier in the day. And Brutus is stomping around very aggressively. And before you can react at all, he charges Malcolm and gets hits him, hits him head on, gets him down on the ground. Uh, Malcolm doesn't have time to react, swing his torch. He's kind of got his, he's got a gun, but it's down at his side. He doesn't pull it up in time. He didn't want to kill his pig. Uh, so he gets him down on the ground with clearly malevolent intent. The other thing you notice off to your left is that um, old Pete, the farmhand who you saw spitting what looked like tobacco earlier, is down on the ground. He's gasping at his throat and hacking. Looks like he's in severe distress right now. Um, is it still on Yaps to act or make a choice here? Or... Uh, yeah, yeah, we're not an initiative yet. You can do whatever you want to do. Uh, so Yaps is uh, yeah, just yells out, um, I'll take the swine. Somebody check on the old man. And he's like just going to try and help Malcolm. Slasher okay. picks up his medicine bag. I got this. And grabs his hatchet with the right hand just in case and runs after the uh, the hacker, the farmhand. Okay. Cuddy's going to follow, uh, follow Yaps. And uh, try and wrangle Brutus. Okay. Um, throw your snake on him. Yeah, throw that danger noodle all over it. Danger noodle. Yeah, what's the snake's name, by the way? Danger noodle. There it is. All right. Done. <laughs> Dan Gur noodle. <laughs> Dan Gur <laughs> noodle. All right. Um. So, uh, we'll go into initiative. Um, I, I always forget how quick draw works. Is that something I can do? I'm going to look it up again. Remind me, if that's your, like, feet, right? Yeah, it's one of, it's one of the Pulp Cthulhu, so, like, super things. Yes, so that gives you an extra... So, if you go into an encounter with a gun, and your gun is already drawn, you get plus 50 on your initiative. Yes. Um... Which an initiative is just a, com- a comparison of decks. So with quick draw, you don't even have to have the gun drawn. You always get that plus fifty to decks if you're going and using it. Mm-hmm. So uh, just tell me, everybody, tell me what your decks is. Fifty. Uh, Fifty-five. Sixty. So, so yaps. One hundred five. Slicer. You said sixty. Sixty. Yep. <clears throat> and Cuddy is what fifty-five. 55, yeah. And Brutus the boar. I am going to give him... Uh, well, no, 106. <laughs> um, Alright, and then I'm not going to put old, old Pete in initiative. And we'll say that uh, Malcolm, should he survive this encounter, will go last. Alright, Yaps, what are you doing? Uh, I get within like 10 yards, right? So just 10 yards on the nose is the range at which I'm at on this boar. Um, And as it's towering over Malcolm, I try and line up a shot behind its, you know, kind of like front haunch and ribs to try and uh, and go for a a kill shot with uh, with the shotgun. 
All right, give me a give me a roll. Very <laughs> be good. Regular good success. With shotgun. <laughs> Them things spray. Sixty four, which is a regular pass. Regular pass. Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll it up. Okay. Forty six. Or whatever your close range one is. Yep. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen total. All right, you nail him. He uh, he leaps back off of Malcolm. And Malcolm is able to kind of scurry back. Um, so Malcolm is not going to be eviscerated uh, imminently by the boar. But he is a tough, tough boar. And he is still standing and he turns to face you guys now. Okay. Um, my movement was up to 10. Yeah, so I guess that, that ends my, 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 my turn. Okay. Nice. So that is then... Uh, Joe, I think, right? Slicer. Slicer, yeah. All right, so Slicer is going to run towards the uh, man who's kind of like writhing and hacking on the ground, pulls out his medic- medicine pack, and uh, checks him out, I guess. All right. I'm, I'm around the other side of the barn. No, you're like, um, if we called that a, if we said that the, the hog and Malcolm are in the middle of that triangle, you yep. are closer to the pig shed on the north like the top of the triangle top Got of it. the triangle okay yeah um all right so let's see here how do we want to do this well so the first thing so so what you what you see when you walk up you guys hadn't really given old Pete a good look um when you first arrived at the barn um, you noticed him look like he was spitting, chewing tobacco all the time. And it's the South, so you wouldn't think that was weird. Um, but when you get close, you immediately detect like an undeniable scent of uh, rot, which you associate with uh, the whatever it is that mother is. Um, and you get a closer look at old Pete and you realize that he has... He is in a more advanced stage of whatever the corruption of Mother is. And what is happening as this heartbeat rips through the land and everything is going to chaos around everyone is he has just started vomiting up this black bile um, that looks a lot like what was in the woods before. And um, he's choking on it. And and your doctorly opinion, you immediately realize that if no one intercedes on his behalf, he's going to choke to death very quickly. While you're keeping him from choking to death, I'm going to pee because I forgot to do that before we started. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, just runs back to the barn. Um, <clears throat> well, so do I think, uh, okay, what would I think here? What would Slicer think? Slicer would be one to kind of sit and watch and see what happens as a science experiment sort of what happens when something someone who has uh, been infested with this thing dies so Slicer's gonna turn to his boys he's not evil he's just kind of <laughs> like obsessed with death maybe right okay. like if he's if he's clearly gonna go why stop it? maybe I can learn something so well, let me let me be clear okay. in, you, in your training as a doctor you know how to stop someone who you know how to help someone who's choking. 
So you could attempt so, to save this okay, guy. So he's let me not, ask this. He's not based, based me purely on what you're seeing before you right now, based on the fact that you see that he's choking to death. Yes. Um, you you <laughs> be, you will you would believe that uh, you could probably help him. <laughs> okay. So he's not. You don't. The, the only reason I'm saying I'm not telling you to do something one way or another. Yep. I'm just telling you he is not like so far gone that he's definitely going to die. Right. You could help him if you chose to. But I do know that if no one helps him, he will die. Okay, but he doesn't look like he got injured. He doesn't have any wounds. Like the pig attacked him, right? He's, He's just got like, like a cluster of pustules on his shoulder. That's pretty big, um, almost like a. Mm. It, it, it distends his shoulder, and makes it bigger. Right. If you looked at All him right. at a glance with his shirt on, you might think he's got like a little bit of a, a hunchback or something. Um, okay, but, here's uh, what I'm gonna do. Here's what Slicer's gonna do. Slicer's lost a lot of sanity in this uh, mission so far. <laughs> so Slicer is approaching. He's approaching quickly to save him, and but it's dark outside. As soon as he gets close enough to notice, oh shit, this is not. He didn't. It's, it's not like he got attacked by the pig and he needs some like medical assistance to patch up some wounds. Like something's going on. He's looking like possessed. So, Slicer, I'm going to roll just a regular sanity check to see if I pass that myself. No, you don't. You're a doctor. This is a medical situation. Isn't this even like... I'm going to say this This procs your like... Uh, don't you have a talent that you don't... Uh, oh, I do. I pardon. Yeah, yes. You don't. You ignore sanity loss for viewing horrific injuries. No, you don't. You don't do a sanity check. Okay. Well, I would automatically pass it then. I am hardened. I do have that trait. Okay. So in that case, so if I pass the sanity check, you're you're seeing this from I keep a my wits. totally detached medical yep. standpoint. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I, I I keep my wits as a medical professional, and I go. I grab. I hold my axe a little tighter, um, on in the left hand, but I rush to the side and kind of push him over with my foot. Uh, in order to get him in a position, you know, CPR, you got to put them on their side and put their leg up or whatever uh, so that he could safely, I guess, vomit without choking on it. Sure. Um, give and me... if I need to stick my hand in his mouth to kind of remove his tongue from his esophagus, I'll do that, too. But only if needed. Let's just give me a medicine check and tell me what what level of success you get. OK, um, straight medicine. Okay. Um, I failed. <laughs> Did you really? Dude, seriously, come I rolled on. An, uh, I could pass with an 80. I rolled an 82. Um, okay. Wait, wait, Okay, question, question. Can I spend luck points to d- decrease yes. that by three? The, what? No. So here's what, well, okay. Here's what, here, this is a, this is actually a good example of this. Um, if you want to do it. There are two things you could do. Um, you're right. That is one option. Uh, this, this is two. I'm going to explain two mechanics right now that you guys can keep using um, that I should have explained earlier, but it hasn't really come up before, so it didn't really matter. Um, you can spend luck points to subtract from your dice roll one for one. Um, there is a mechanic to regain luck, uh, but if you do it consistently, you will run out of luck. Um, and there will be luck checks throughout the campaign, so obviously if your luck gets very low, you will become very unlucky and start failing those. Um, so you could do that. There is also something called pushing a roll. Mm-hmm. If you push a roll, um, you have to explain kind of what you do to go over the top to keep trying to get a second success. 
And if you pass when you push a roll, you pass. If you fail a second time, you will suffer a consequence. Okay. So you could either spend luck or push your roll to try again. So it's a gamble. I think with an 80, I got a good chance of passing. So I'm going to say, like, I go to push him down with my foot, right? Roll, Roll him on his side. On your first um, roll, I'm going to say on your first roll, you kind of turned him onto his back. And since he was on his back, he's still kind of vomiting this stuff up and he's he's aspirating it as he pukes. So him being on his back is kind of making it worse. Okay. Without wanting to touch him and the boils, because I know what they are and what they did and I kind of freaked out from the pig, I'm going to turn my hatchet over to the butt end and stick it. I know since I'm a doctor, I know exactly where to put it just beneath his rib cage and kind of poke it up his diaphragm so that whatever is inside comes out and projects outwards so that, uh, you know, he kind of loses the contents of his, of his stomach. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to try that roll again. I'm going to push. Uh, a six. An extreme <laughs> success. Okay, so that, that actually works. You hit him in the stomach. He kind of uh, spasms upward and pukes more but like in a more projectile way rather than he was just sort of dribbling it down his throat before and he is able to turn onto his side and kind of get his hands underneath him he starts puking onto the ground um and you can hear him start breathing again um because you got an extreme success, I'm going to say you didn't even get anything on you in that process. Excellent. Hey, you needed a I win. Say, Look alive, you needed a win. And I point to the pig. <laughs> All right. Uh, that brings us to Cutty. Is, is, the, is there any, like, vehicles around or a tractor or anything like that? Um, you could spend around looking for one if you wanted to, but you don't see one evidently in front of you. I'm going to spin around looking for one. Okay. Give me a hard spot hidden roll. A 12. Uh, and I have no point. In my, it's just 25% is just the base, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. 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 A 12 would be a 12 is a hard because it rounds okay. down. So that is a hard pass. So you pass. Yes. Nice. Um, yeah, you uh, are, like, casting about sort of <laughs> frantically, looking behind stuff and sheds and things, and I will say that you find a tractor. Uh, now all of a sudden I can't pull my map up for some reason. There we go. Um there's a tractor parked uh, behind, by which I mean just north of the silo on the map. And um, I'm not sure how tractors worked in the 1920s, but to the extent that they had keys, the keys are in the ignition. Uh, but <laughs> you, spent, you spent your turn doing that, so yeah. um, you, you're not doing anything yet. I can fire. Can I fire it up and start? You can fire. You can you can fire it up and start moving towards. Uh, it's okay. slow. It's the 1920s, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's a tractor. So you're sort of That's like. That's right. Is this going to be like an Austin, Austin Powers? Powers? No. Yes, exactly. That's what I was saying. You're like, you're you're tootling towards the battlefield at like I mean, sli- slightly slow. Both gonna die before he gets there. Awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> um, 
So right, then, hold up, guys, I got this. So Brutus, Brutus the pig, having just gotten winged by Yaps, um, is gonna he's gonna turn straight towards you and charge. Okay. Um, he's gonna charge you down, and again, you can either dodge or fight back. Um, if you're fighting, I'm not sure how fighting back with a gun is supposed to work, but you can't shoot him. Um, you can, I'm, I'm just going to say you can brawl with him with like the butt of the gun okay. if you want to fight back or you can dodge. And again, remember a tie in fight back goes to the attacker. A tie in dodge goes to the defender. Um, I'm going to fight back because it gives me an exponentially stronger chance to not perish. Okay. <laughs> uh, 46, which is a regular pass for me. Okay. Uh, Brutus gets a 21, which is a hard success. There we go. Um, About to get gored so... by this, uh, by Pumbaa <laughs> or whatever. Uh, give me another, um, I'm just gonna, I'm not even gonna call this a, f- actually, no, I will. Uh, give me another one. Another brawl check or whatever? Okay. Yeah, and this one with a uh, penalty dice. Which means I re-roll the 10th Penalty place. die. Correct, and use the worst one. And that's a regular success for him. Um, I got a 45 and a 55. So regular pass for me. Okay. Uh, so he wins that mm-hmm. as well. So he is going to... He hits you head on. Uh, you're going to take 1d4, which is a 3 okay. damage. And when he hits you, he knocks you prone. And he rakes you with his tusks. Ooh. Oh, boy. That's an additional 5. Okay. So eight total. Now I'm looking at my hit points and explain this to me here. I have maximum 15 and then current 30, which leads me to believe I did something wrong when I filled this up. You did. You you probably have 30. Um, Just because of the way pulp works, you should have 15 is like a normal Call of Cthulhu amount of HP, and everybody should have twice as much HP as a normal Call of Cthulhu, so you probably have 30. So I am down to, that was eight, so I'm down to 22. Cool. All right. right. Uh, So then it is Malcolm's turn. His ass better be saving me like I just hit. Like just save his. (laughs) He's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna take. He's gonna take a shot. Um, He's got a shotgun as well. He had it. He wasn't able to get it up to fight off the pig earlier. Um, But now he. Now that you've cleared off, cleared the pig off of him, he's able to get a shot off, and he gets a. regular success hyper fail and he blows me away great (laughs) it is it is if you fumble or get a critical failure when you're shooting at someone who is engaged in melee range you will hit the person who uh, they're engaged with just fyi Uh, i mean i'm gonna yolo at every chance especially with a shotgun so he does that he's got a he's got the shotgun loaded up with a slug um, so he's that's just going to resolve as a straight 1d10, which he gets a 7 on. Um, Brutus, uh, once again, kind of backs up, enraged. He's not standing over you anymore. Um, he's still very close to you within melee range, we'll say, uh, but he's not, like, forcing you to the ground. Okay. 
Uh, and it is your turn. Um, can I kind of like swing the gun around from a prone position and take a shot, or is it one of those things like I had? I need to, you know, use part of my turn to get back up to my to my feet to do that. You can use your movement to get back up to your feet. You can shoot. I'm going to say, regardless of whether you stand up or not, because you're at melee range and because you just got hurt, you're going to roll with a penalty dice on the sh- on, on the, the on the die. shot on the on the check on, on the check for the shot. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I'll get to my feet first. That way, if I uh, miss the shot, so is that I? You know, I'm, I'm thinking in my in my mind D and D here. Is that like an attack of opportunity for the boar here, or no? Okay, um, then I will use my movement to get up, and I'm assuming I'm still within ten yards. Uh, so I'm going to uh, use the the second shot that I have in this uh, double barrel pump action shotgun to try and uh, hopefully dispatch of this boar. But which one is it? It's a pump, right? Yeah, it's a pump, but I thought it had two shots if I read the description. Oh, oh uh, no, I said double barrel. Oh. I said double barrel, but I, I was thinking I was thinking <laughs> yeah. two shots. I apologize. Okay, okay. Um, so I will roll with the penalties. Okay, so that is a 60, and that is a 34, so a regular pass. Well, so it's got to be it, – so the first one was a 64? Oh, no, it was a 60 and then a 30, excuse me, because I, I rolled okay. them both again. So six, just so a 60, ten. Yeah. Okay, which is a pass. Yes, a regular pass. Okay, so you get him. Ooh, that's not good. Uh, six plus three, uh, ten total. Okay. Uh, you get him. He's down. Um, He's dead. He was he was nice. casting about frantically. Was gonna look like in silence. Except for the tractor, which has now arrived on the battlefield. <laughs> Daggers to his knees. I think pigs have knees. Um, and then falls over <laughs> on his side, dead. Um, nice. Once the I do like the Tuscan Raider. <laughs> so once the initial adrenaline of the combat wears off, yaps, give me a extreme con roll. An extreme con roll. So for me, I have to beat a 13. Here we go. Oh, we didn't get there. 64. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me a luck roll as well. Okay. Now we're all infected. A uh, 20. Which is a pass. Okay. Uh, so you are going to heal 1d6 damage. Roll that up. Uh, five. Okay. So, yeah, you have... Uh, this pig was festering with mother's juices. And when you got gored, uh, definitely some of it got inside you. However, as with the other two guys, when they first uh, ingested it, uh, you actually feel surprisingly good. And when you look down at where this boar raked you with its tusks, and it should be a pretty vicious-looking wound, it doesn't look that bad. Um, And in fact, it doesn't really feel like a critical wound. Um, it feels way better than it felt a few seconds prior. Um, do I, because of the experience I've had so far, is there a way for me to maybe mentally regulate the euphoric feeling of not, you know what I mean? Like, just like in my mind, be able to tell myself, like, 
this isn't natural. Like, you okay. know, okay. You, you know, I think, okay. you know, and it, and like I said, it's not a euphoria that's like driving you mad or compelling you to do stuff you wouldn't normally do. You just, you just feel okay. good. Okay. I, relatively speaking, you did just get gored by a giant boy. Right. That's what I'm <laughs> so saying. So you feel, like you feel better than you would expect to feel. And you would you would probably associate that with all this weird shit that's going yeah. on. Um, the entire fight, by the way, um, you heard that heartbeat was still going. Boom, 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 boom. Very fast tempo the entire time. Prettier Joe, whoever produces this podcast episode, <laughs> something to think about. Um, <laughs> but um, so when the pig goes down you that's it stops immediately and you hear a rustling of the cornfield over towards the Carmody farm and then total stillness except for my tractor <laughs> congratulations 